You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Please turn in your Bibles to Matthew 4, 1. <laughs> no, seriously, Matthew 4, 1 is where we're going to be. Oh, wow. We're going to read through verse 17. Keep your cell phones on silent, please. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 17. God is good to us, is he not? What a place that we get to come. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 says this, Then, remember how crucial that word is. Maybe not the most important word in verse 1, but a crucial word. Then, was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea of the coast, or upon the sea coast, in the borders of Zebulon and Nephtalim. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtalim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is now our second week of how to survive the wilderness of temptation. Father, we ask that you bless the preaching of your word and help us to learn from it. Thank you for the work that you did this morning and the work that you already did tonight through the song service and prayer meeting. Bless the faithfulness of your people with a word from your Holy Spirit to their heart. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I believe then is a crucial word in Matthew chapter 4 verse 1. I see six lessons that it can help you 
with in surviving the wilderness of temptation. Remember, none will avoid the wilderness of temptation, but all can escape the wilderness of temptation. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful. And he will provide with the temptation also a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. What does that word then teach us? Jesus' temptation was then. What does then mean? And do we remember what the first lesson was? Then is after a victory. We're going to go through all six of them every single week. Then is after a victory. It was after Jesus was baptized that then Satan came. It was after he heard from John, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Then temptation came. It was after God said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then Satan came. It was after Noah survived the flood. Then Satan came. It was after Israel crossed the Red Sea. Then temptation came. It was after Jericho. Then temptation came. It was after Elijah's victory on Carmel. Then temptation came. It was after Hezekiah's healing that then Satan came. And I told you, even so, it will be after you choose to be faithful in church, then Satan will come. It will be after you choose to read your Bible every single day, then Satan will come. It will be after you choose to quit whatever sin you need to quit, then Satan will come. It will be after you choose to tithe, then Satan will come. It will be after you choose to give to missions and building fund, then Satan will come. It will be after you get saved and you trust in Jesus as your Savior. It will be after you turn from your religion and you turn to Jesus Christ, then Satan will come. It will be after your baptism that then Satan will come. It will be after your decision to follow the Lord. Don't worry about it. It will be after you're just following here, following here. We're talking about Satan. What do we expect? It will be after your decision to follow the Lord that then Satan will come. So dance after your victory. <laughs> Bless her heart. It will be after your victory. I don't mind you dancing. Not to that, but... <laughs> I don't mind you dancing, but dance with your armor on. We should make, we should make a, uh, a, a bumper sticker with that. Dance with, dance with your armor on. Celebrate, but be sober. Feast, but be vigilant. Because after a victory, especially after a victory, your adversary, the devil, is still walking about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. In fact, after a victory is when you're fattest. I want you to remember, nothing attracts Satan more than the fireworks over a celebration of a spiritual victory. The bells that mark your spiritual victory are also the alarm that make his devils focus on you. It will be after. Spiritual victories do not cause Satan to ignore you. They cause him to target you even more. Here's another one. Number three, then is when you're weak. Forty days, the devil broke him down. 
And it wasn't that he waited until the 40th day and then he came. It appears that the devil was with him constantly throughout those 40 days, slowly waiting. He doesn't, he doesn't mind playing the long game with you. Number four, then is when you need scripture. Number five, then is not the last. He will be back again. And number six, then is not the end. But tonight, does anyone remember what tonight is? Then is at the start of your next step for the Lord. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit to be tempted of the devil in the wilderness. And you read in verse 17, from that time after it was done, began Jesus to preach. Then is at the start of your next spiritual journey. It was at the start of Jesus' earthly ministry that then Satan came. I want you to imagine if Satan could get Jesus to fall at the wedding of Cana. When he told his mother, woman, what have I to do with thee? My time has not yet come. What if the devil could get Jesus to sin at the wedding of Cana? How happy do you think Satan would have been? Very happy. What if just a little while later, Satan could get Jesus to sin during his Sermon on the Mount? How happy do you think Satan would have been? What if Satan could get Jesus to sin at the feeding of the 5,000? What if Satan could get Jesus to sin as he walked on water and calmed the storm? What if Satan could get Jesus to sin at the feeding of the 4,000? What if Satan could get Jesus to sin at the Mount of Transfiguration or his triumphal entry or when he cleansed the temple? What if Satan could get Jesus to sin when he cast out the legion? What if Satan could get Jesus to sin in Gethsemane? How happy would he be? But my question is, how much happier would Satan be if he could get Jesus to sin before any of those things had a chance to happen? If he would be happy getting Satan or getting Jesus during his ministry, how much happier would he be if he got Jesus before his ministry ever began? How happy would an opponent be if he could get in his rival's head during the game? How much happier would that opponent be if he knew he got into his opponent's head before the game even began? How happy would a wrestler be if he could injure his opponent in the second, I don't think they're called rounds. What are they called? Match. In the second match. How much happier would he be if he could get him in the first one? What about box, uh, a boxer? How happy would a boxer be if he could hurt his opponent in the second round or the third round or maybe even the 12th or the 13th round? How much happier would he be if he could get him in the first. How happy would an army be if the army could inflict great damage on the enemy 
during the middle of the battle. But what if that opposing army found a way to attack the enemy while they were still in their barracks in their camp? How happy would a racer be to see his competitor disqualified on the second or third lap? But how much happier would he be? Now he would say, oh, it's such a shame. But how much happier would he be if his rival, his opponent, somebody that he could very well lose to was disqualified before the race ever began? All I'm trying to tell you, church, is Satan will settle for getting you to fall during your next journey. He'll settle for that. But his goal, his priority, is to get you before you ever start the journey. He will happily settle for the mile marker halfway. But his priority is to get you started on the wrong foot. It was at the start of Jesus' earthly ministry when Satan came. It will be when you get married that he will come. How many invitations are you sending out? Too many. Too many. <laughs> we all get to come too. You just wait. You just wait. It's going to be ridiculous. Bring your armor. We're dancing. Would you be upset if somebody came that you didn't invite? Yeah, yeah. Prepare yourself now. The devil's coming. The devil is going to attend your wedding. That young man that got baptized this morning, Chris Weiser, Weiser, right? He joined this morning, by the way, also. If it wasn't the devil himself, it was one of the devils, because he's not omnipresent. We know that. A devil will be at your wedding. The waves of every baptism splash on the robes of a devil. He attends every high school graduation. He is the charter member of every Bible-preaching church. It's when you have a baby, then he'll come. Oh, Satan, oh no, Satan would never kill a baby. Come on. It's always been his tactic. What if Satan could get Moses to fall during the plagues? What if Satan could get Moses to fall at the burning bush? What if Satan could get Moses to fall at the parting of the Red Sea? Wait, that's not what he tried, did he? What did he try to do? Every male that was born, kill him. And let me remind you, before Satan ever came to Jesus in the wilderness, every young boy, two years and younger, he killed just in case it might be the one. It will be when you break ground on a new building. Then Satan will come. Notice all the distractions tonight? 
He's going to have to do better. Don't worry about it. They're, ch they're children. They're cell phones. I am not worried in the least. Are you bothered? I'd be more bothered if we could preach and talk about the devil and he didn't do anything. And hey, if the devil's in this room, the Lord certainly is. So we're good. Hey, man, to that. It's when you accept a new role of service in the church, then he'll come. It will be when you begin a new ministry, start teaching a Sunday school, then he'll come. It'll be when you start school, then he'll come. It'll be when you put down a perversion and pick up the King James Version. Then he'll come. It will be when you start on the bus route. Then he'll come. It'll be when you start in the nursery. Then they come. It'll be when you start ushering. Oh, he'd leave Levi alone. No, he will not. Is he asleep? Oh, no, there you go. <laughs> did, you see, did you see what he did? Did you see what he did? He goes like, he goes like this. Get thee hence, Satan. <laughs> Attitude to the pastor. <laughs> It'll be when you start on staff, then he'll come. Oh, but there's a honeymoon face. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be when you start discipleship, then he'll come. Satan will happily watch an adult fall. He'll happily do that. But what if he get a, can get his hands around a child? Satan will happily watch the spiritually mature fall. He loves a trophy on his wall. But usually when you watch BBC Earth with David Attenborough, the lion stalks its prey, searching for the weakest of the bunch. The poor antelope had no, had no option but to succumb to the jaw's teeth does that even make sense? I don't know. It sounds good. The jawless teeth. I've got no clue, guys. Satan would be happy to take you out during your journey. He'd love to take you out at the start, even before you begin. Do you remember Jesus' first parable? Satan will happily let the sun of persecution rise over your plant. And Satan will happily take some rocks and put it underneath the soil so that your roots can't go deep. He'll happily do that. But the seed still takes, does it not? It just doesn't become fruitful. He will happily sow tares among the wheat. He will happily sow thorns that grow along with the plant so that it chokes out and it doesn't become fruitful. But do you know what he wants to do first and foremost? He wants like a bird to come and pick that seed before it ever has a chance to germinate. He comes at the start, at the beginning, 
when your child is young. Revelation 12, verse 1 through 4, gives a parable of Jesus' birth through the lineage of Israel. And the Bible says this, Behold, a great red dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. So what does that mean for us? Thank God the whole armor comes in extra small. Put on the whole armor of God, child. Put on the whole armor of God, young married couple. It comes in your size. And it doesn't cost $250 to rent from Men's Warehouse. For goodness sake, Kate, if I can give you any wedding advice, just go and buy one from Goodwill. Wear some Converse instead. Put on the whole armor of God. She said, no, you won't. (laughs) Satan shows no mercy to rookies. He gives no quarter to recruits. That's why in this position, the Bible says a pastor, not a novice. Lest being lifted up in pride, he fall into the snare of the devil. Church, have we not observed here in our own ministry a novice lifted up in pride who fell? Sure we have. You remember Mark chapter 9? coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration, and there was a young man with a dumb and deaf spirit. And Jesus said this, how long? And that poor father said, of a child, since he was a baby, the devil took my child. He has no problem with killing babies. His devils are in every delivery room. He attends every first day of school, every first period class. Every morning when you hit the snooze button, you brush his cheek. He seeks always to devour, but he seeks especially to devour at the start. So watch, guard, put on the whole armor of God. He gives no head starts. Be ready for him from the beginning. Every single time you say, Pastor, I feel like it's time to take the next step. You may, turn, you may as well turn to the side and say, Devil, I know that means you're coming for me. No quarter to rookies. Put on the whole armor of God every 
morning. I think I told you this the other day, but I'll tell you it again. Somebody asked me, is it bad that I read my Bible at night? Did I do this during, the? I think, the men's seminar? Was it the men's seminar? How many of you read your Bible at night? You're scared to raise your hand now because... How many of you read your Bible in the morning? Some of you do both. It looks like some of you, you do both. If you don't read your Bible in the morning, I'm not saying the Lord is angry with you. You need to read your Bible, but I will tell you this. The whole armor of God makes a much better suit during the day than pajamas at night. You don't put on your armor to go to bed. You put on your armor to go to battle. Read your Bible in the morning because that's when the devil's going to come. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.